even though they didn't see that it had spread, they wanted to be safe. I was at a teaching hospital in Virginia. So um, a lot of things they did might've been a little, you know, they're teaching and, um, you know, wanting to learn more, um, but they removed my spleen. Um, it just, it was, it all happened so fast. The next thing I know I'm, I'm having chemotherapy, radiation, um, but was never sick. It didn't have any signs and symptoms of being sick besides that lymph node um, being enlarged right. and popping up like that. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show, episode number 306 of the Health Detective Podcast. It is going to be a good one today. If you guys were tuned in I guess this was a couple of months ago now or three months back. We had one of our more popular YouTube episodes where we interviewed four nurses all at once. And this is the first of the four to come back on as an individual because we just had so much fun with you guys. And we wanted to get back on and say, all right, let's dive into each individual story. Because the more that we spoke on that podcast, the more I realized, all right, this is truly a case where like each one of you has very personal stories uh, with the health side, especially the stuff that we'll talk about today with you. And it's just worth bringing back on. It was so hard to condense four people plus yeah. me with how much I have to yeah. it say was into 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we did a pretty damn good job overall. So um, <laughs> we have Tina Weiss with us today. I'm going to read your bio and then we will get into it. So Tina Weiss is a 47-year-old two-time cancer survivor, Christian, mother, registered nurse, and board-certified FDN practitioner. As a teen, she battled Hodgkin's disease, a type of lymphatic system. As an adult, she then battled thyroid cancer directly related to radiation treatment. She endured physical, mental, and emotional stress on her body. And as an adult survivor, she suffered with headaches, anxiety, gut issues, and insomnia. Eat healthy, did not exercise, and did not rest. That's a good. Along with three of her very good friends, she decided to make a change and went back to school with FDN. Education. She has learned that, that genetics may load the gun, but lifestyle can ultimately pull the trigger. Her life has changed drastically after becoming an FDNP. She is passionate about teaching others how to keep their environment and immune system strong, healthy, and balanced. And she helps clients right from their homes identify malfunctions and underlying conditions through functional lab assessments. Tina, thanks so much for coming back on individually. We're looking so uh, forward to this interview today and the one with your three friends. Thank you for having me. Cool. So we had got to touch on your story a little bit last time. And admittedly, um, when I hear a story like yours and it involves a heavier diagnosis like cancer, um, it took almost everything in the interviewer in me not to just 
like focus on you <laughs> in the four person podcast because yeah. I just want to extract that and I really want to dive into this because I know this can be so helpful to people that are listening. Uh, we already have 25 tuning in live. Thanks, guys. We're happy to see you or um, see the numbers at least. And if you guys have any questions as we go along, feel free to drop them. I will just kind of do interview style with Tina first, but then once we're about halfway through, I uh, will open it up to some of the questions that you guys may have had as we went along. So with that said, though, I really wanted to dive into your story more. Um, can we just start with this? What were the first health symptoms that you dealt with as a kid? Because I would imagine it's not like you just walked in one day and had a cancer diagnosis. Were there other things that were starting to happen? Like, were you the kid that was always sick or did you have headaches? What was it? So, I mean, this is kind of crazy, but no, I was a very healthy kid. No signs, signs and symptoms of being sick, anything. Um, I don't ever remember being sick as a kid. Um, and then one day, to be honest, I had like a swollen lymph node on my neck and my parents were like, oh, you're because I, I was I love school. I was like teacher's pet. I brought home. I stayed up all night doing homework. So my book bag was so heavy, just all my books. And so they thought my book bag was too heavy and I pulled something. Um, yeah. But it just it didn't go away. And then it concerned them. And then my parents got me in right away with a doctor. And then from there, it happened so fast. Like they did an aspiration. It was like a whirlwind. It's they did the aspiration. Um, they diagnosed me with stage 1A Hodgkin's disease. Uh, the next thing I know, I'm in the hospital. Um, they are removing my spleen because that would have been the next um, spot that it would have spread to. Even though they didn't see that it had spread, they wanted to be safe. I was at a teaching hospital in Virginia. So, um, a lot of things they did might've been a little, you know, they're teaching and, um, you know, wanting to learn more. Um, but they removed my spleen. Um, it just, it was, it all happened so fast. The next thing I know I'm, I'm having chemotherapy, radiation, um, but was never sick. It didn't have any signs and symptoms of being sick besides that lymph node, um, being enlarged right. and popping up like that. This is wild to me because, you know, the more yeah. you do these interviews and I'm not a doctor, just so people are aware yeah. of that, but you yeah. start to pick up on patterns after 300s of these. And if I talk to someone that gets an autoimmune diagnosis, almost universally, they can link back different symptoms that they've had for five, 10 years. You know, oh, I had acne. Oh, I had psoriasis. I had this. I had that. Um, this is, I've heard of people that got diagnosed beforehand, but it's almost more often than not, I find that people that experience this are almost like, wow, this came out of nowhere. Um, Tina, this happened in my own aunt uh, several years back. You know, she got diagnosed wow. with like a brain tumor and it was just the month before she did start to get some headaches. That's what led to them, uh, you know, getting the yeah. test. But it was a month before she felt fine for yeah. years before that. And you know that that tumor didn't just pop up overnight. Right, it had exactly. to be coming for a while. So how you said this happened so fast. That's also a pattern I've noticed. It's like, once you're in the treatment yeah. for this stuff, things are getting removed. There's surgeries, there's chemo. It's like, it's very scary. Yeah. So, um, not to dive too deep into it, but if what the heck was your mindset, like as a kid, as this is going on and you go from thinking it's a yeah. backpack issue to it's cancer. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the eighth grade and I, this, it was very traumatizing, very traumatizing. Even really, honestly, I wouldn't even speak about this even into adulthood. I didn't want to bring my brain back to that. Um, it was so traumatic that it hasn't even been until the past few years. 
and I'm 47 years old, as we had said, that I can even feel okay about speaking, speaking out about this because it was so traumatic on me. I mean, to be an eighth grade girl, and I feel like middle school is very, very tough. Um, Already to, sucks. Go this, <laughs> to go through that, to, you know, go out, um, you know, I had to get the second part of eighth grade. I was homeschooled to lose my hair, um, to go to start high school, ninth grade with very, very short hair. Um, you know, mean kids like saying Sinead O'Connor type things to me, just it was it was very, very traumatic on me. So, like I said, I couldn't even really speak about it until, you know, a few years ago. I just kind of like tucked it away and didn't want to talk about it. So it was very, very yeah, I, hard. Well, those places are a battleground. I mean, you got someone with freaking cancer and then somehow yeah. idiot kids, which unfortunately, I fully admit, I probably was one of those idiot kids at one point, you know, finding some way to make fun of this. It's just insane yeah. how our brains work mm -hmm. at that age. Yeah. So. I'm guessing, yeah, it kind of changed even just outlooks on life and stuff. Like, you know, you had a point where obviously things were good for a while and then there's another diagnosis. But when did you get to the point that I guess um, I'll use the word things were like stabilized? Like when did some level of normalcy start to occur? In yeah, your yeah. So I do want to mention, too, that my parents, you know, did what they they thought they were supposed to do. You know, they listened to the doctors. Sure. You know, let's take her into surgery. surgery let's remove her spleen, chemo, radiation. Um, they didn't know that they had other options, uh, as well as things in addition to right now we know, I mean, we can combine conventional medicine and functional medicine in, in healing too. I mean, if that's the way that some people want to go, um, so that they just didn't know. So they did what they, what they knew was best and they, they did exactly, you know, what they were told. So, um, yeah, honestly, after I got through all that and, you know, it was stage 1A, it hadn't spread anywhere. So I was very lucky in the way that I didn't have to do lots of rounds of chemo or things like that. But after I got through that, they put me on, and I think I mentioned this, this to you before, um, penicillin for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so I think I took that penicillin probably for 10 years. Um, I felt... I felt good after that, but I didn't do, make any changes in my life. I didn't know to do this. And I went on for years, um, had babies, which that's a whole nother story and some issues that, you know, they, they have that could have been related to my microbiome that I passed on to them in genetics. Um, and then um, went to nursing school. When I graduated from nursing school, I developed um, papillary thyroid carcinoma that was directly related to uh, the radiation that they did right here. Since the nodule was in my neck, they did some heavy radiation in that area. And um, obviously didn't know that that cancer had been growing in my thyroid for years, even probably while I was pregnant, you know, with my, you know, with my son. So that was really interesting. Um, and honestly, when, when I, you know, after I went through having that thyroid cancer, um, that's when my health problems really started to like pop up, um, anxiety, um, uh, insomnia, migraines, migraines all the time, um, GI issues. And that's, that's when I started seeing that. Hmm. So you mentioned the part about, I got to 
go back to this for a second, but you mentioned the part yeah. about like the pregnancy and the kids and some issues that they have. We don't have to necessarily get into all those today, yeah. but were you at a point in your life where you were just viewing this as, okay, this is just something that happened to me. I'm fixed now. I'm okay. And you just move along with life. Didn't even think back. Didn't even think about how I could change my life to uh, make sure that this doesn't happen to me again. So, and then, you know, not, not to go into detail because that would be a whole nother episode about my kids, but you know, my daughter was born and has had like GI issues since birth. And, you know, we, we know our, our gut brain connection. She's got some depression and anxiety and, um, we're working on her. We we're we've, we're working on her now actually. And cause she actually wants to have a baby. So I said, no, we, you can't, please don't get pregnant yet until we look at your, you know, your GI map and work on that gut because you pass your microbiome to your children. So she's really good at, you know, she's listening to me and we're working on that right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, even, even after the, the thyroid cancer, I didn't, I was never told, like, I didn't know that I need to change my, my lifestyle, my diet. I need to rest my stress reduction. I need to exercise. Um, I didn't start doing this until, um, you know, I, I was introduced to just like functional wellness and just, um, my, my cousin, my cousin Eve is a doctor of natural medicine. And she was honestly the first one who kind of introduced me to this and would help me and make recommendations. And, um, I'm thankful to her. And then, um, my, my, you know, best friends that I work with, we all started going down this rabbit hole and we met Piper Gibson and it's just, now we're just, we're sold We're we love this. I mean, this is what we eat, sleep, drink, breathe. Um, but I didn't know any better. I just didn't know. And so I, you know, I went so many years, um, having to take Ambien to sleep, um, Xanax for anxiety. I migraines every single day, they were terrible. And then now that I walk this, walk this path, um, which is, is hard, you know, it's work every single day. Um, I don't have any of these problems anymore. And when I do, I know what I've done. Mm -hmm. Like, I got a headache last night. I'll give you an example. I went out to dinner with one of my best friends and um, I had, I had some gluten and gluten causes me to get headaches. So I, you know, we're all human. Um, We have to live. And, you know, when you do something that, you know, you know how it's going to affect your body. I mean, you just have to, you have to know your body. And so I, I knew what I did and I paid the price last night. I got a headache for it. So Um, gluten is one of the things that my body does not do well with besides the fact that we all know it causes inflammation in everyone. Uh, my anti-gliadin, um, and my sensitivities have come up that, you know, my body just does not do well with gluten. So it's something I need to stay away from. I have, um, one more question just along the journey before we talk about, Hey, like how the heck do we get this stuff better and what can we do? Um, you we're, well, I mean, technically are a nurse and that's like part of your, this was like one of the coolest things about you and your group of friends is you have this as well get, and then you guys mix in this functional yeah. side. So it's really the best of both worlds because for those that might be tuning in for the first time, maybe this is just an episode you clicked on. You don't know who we are. Um, we're not against Western medicine by any means. Again, I'm interviewing yeah. a nurse here that also is an FDN practitioner. Uh, we just like to see a level playing field. We want to see both things being used appropriately. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is 
did you get into becoming a nurse? Do you think that was inspired by the things that you dealt with as a kid? Because like I know for my sister and I, um, we didn't realize this consciously per se, but my mom or our mom had severe health issues when we were younger. I had health issues. And then I choose this path. And my sister uh, a few years ago graduated as a nurse. And now she does that. So it's almost like you take that pain and put it into purpose or you start to try to solve these things. Like, do you think that is um, why you got into nursing? Did you ever correlate that? Absolutely. It absolutely is. Um, I have um, on my father's side, I have a grandmother that died of cancer. My father died of cancer. Um, I, you know, am a cancer survivor. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> I love being a nurse and I loved working in the hospitals and I love my doctors. But 100%, I feel like um, we, we only really... I feel like the hospitals and the doctors are there for emergencies, right? When we have emergencies, we need to help um, educate and teach everyone how to keep their body whole and well so that we don't have to go to the hospitals, you know, so that we don't have these emergencies. Um, but yeah, I love that I can combine um, that, you know, I have my knowledge of being a registered nurse and I'm connected with so many amazing doctors. I mean, Right now, I'm, I'm currently a physician recruiter for emergency medicine, uh, you know, a clinical recruiter. Um, and I work with some of the best doctors. I'm so lucky. Um, and they, they listen to me. They hear me. I, I talk to them about, you know, what, what we do and um, about functional wellness. And uh, they understand. They get it. They get it. So. That's cool. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome to see that someone can, you know, eventually take both sides of this and help other people. Yeah. That's really what we want. I like that you said emergencies too, because it's one thing when I say it, it's another thing when someone who actually has this Western background in a multitude of ways um, says it, because that's what I believe it came to be originally for. We look yeah. back in the early 1800s, people don't get this. In America, there was a 50% child mortality rate by the age of four in the early 1800s. That means you have a kid, 50% chance they're not making it to the age of four, which is like almost incomprehensible to even yeah. think about right now. It's like that was yeah. 200 years ago in this country that was happening. And yeah. so we've come a long way. That's an emergency situation. So we've solved, I wouldn't say solved, that's ignorant, but we've done amazing things in that area. We've really created yeah. uh, significant progress there. You have people that, you know, again, back then was probably more war or different types of things, but like car accidents, whatever, we can save people's lives um, from some of these things nowadays, all good stuff. But yeah. The issue is, as these very modern issues started to occur, the autoimmunity, the cancers, the other things that might not have been as prevalent, uh, you know, 500 years ago, or maybe existent at all, depending on the disease, we started to treat those things with the same system we've always used to treat emergencies. And um, it's kind of like you have a hammer and every problem looks like it. I think that's the right way of saying that saying, right? You know what I mean? Every problem looks like a nail. You're trying to use the hammer for everything. Yeah. And um, that's really not the case. That's not how this goes. So yeah. you eventually get introduced to the more natural side. And if I'm getting the storyline correct, it was your cousin who is a naturopathic doctor. She was the one that introduced you first before you and your friends got into it, correct? Yeah. Yeah, she did. And she would like, um, you know, look at different lab, uh, functional labs uh, for me and make recommendations um, of different supplements that would help my body. And, um, yeah, I just, it, it, it's amazing. You know, the thing is that, that I've noticed, and, and I'm sure you know this too, that it's that, and Reed Davis, Reed Davis says this in order to change, you must be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start pe seeing people kind of come to us. Um, 
And my, you know, my cousin started me on that path and it's just, and I thank her because, you know, when she started me and I started looking into this, it's, it just makes sense. And especially what I've learned in FDN, like we're not just with our clients and saying, you know, blindly saying, Hey, you know, I can help you heal. We're actually laying down the results and showing them where the stressors are in their body and working on those stressors. And that's huge. I mean, it's, it just makes sense. It does. It really does. You say it makes sense. And I'm asking this for a reason. I know you've listened to many of the podcasts, so you might know this question already, but you say it makes sense. And yeah, it made sense to you, but there's a lot of people, as you probably know all too well, they can be sick as a dog and you present this stuff to them and something doesn't click. And I have not been able to figure out what the correlation is here because, uh, you know, my aunt, for example, and uh, may she rest in peace, right? I'm not saying this in a bad way, but she ended up taking her beliefs to the grave with this. And she was one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like objectively speaking, she was brilliant. She was a very brilliant person and refused, refused to change the diet or do anything uh, with her cancer diagnosis. And she left behind two teenage kids. And so you look at that and you know that this isn't a dumb person. You know that this person wants to get better hundred percent. And yet we still find that something's not clicking, right? It's like, why would you not just try this one, the cancer treatments or the autoimmune treatments? So exactly. yeah, it made sense to yeah. you, but I got to ask why do you think you've always just been an open-minded person? Was it the right time, right place? Like why were you receptive to that message from your cousin? Cause many people aren't my friend. I'm very open-minded. Yes. And I just wasn't taught. I wasn't educated. My, my parents didn't know. I didn't know. Um, and once you, once you do let somebody in and let them start talking to you about it, Um, at least for me, I I'll try anything to feel better and to stay healthy and to live a long life. Right. And, um, I'm going to tell you since I've walked this journey, I I, I mean, I want to knock on some wood right here, but I haven't been to the doctor. I mean, I I don't even know the last time I I saw my primary care physician because I'm just, I'm healthy and, 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 you, you and I both know that 70 to 80% of our body's immune cells are located in our gut and we need to have strong immune systems. Keep that gut healthy. That's like the gut is my favorite thing. Like keep that gut healthy. And, um, that's what, that's what I strive to do. I mean, and that's what I want all my clients to do. I always like to look at their gut first. The gut is the most important thing to me. And, you know, we have the gut brain connection. I mean, take care of that gut. I mean, you know, all the things that (laughs) your body just starts feeling so much better. And some of that anxiety might go away and some of that depression. Um, It's just the gut is amazing. It's my favorite. So we go from two-time cancer survivor to barely remembers the last time she had to go to the doctor. That's pretty damn cool, my friend. Well done. Uh, all right. So we talked about last time and people, I'll put this in the show notes in the description so they can go listen to the episode with you and all your friends. It was like awesome. Um, as to why you chose FDN, we don't have to focus on that, but I would like to get more in depth with your personal journey through it. Because for those that are listening that don't know, um, one of the things that we include in the course tuition is actually multiple functional lab tests. So you're learning about these lab tests and the system in the course, and you're running them on yourself while you go through it. And then we have one-on-one mentorship that does um, a lot of things, but one of the sessions, a couple of the sessions actually, is dedicated to you and your labs. So you've already been on the journey for a while at that point. You've made some changes, but I'm sure there 
there's room for improvement considering these cancers. What did you find uh, on the labs? What did you learn on the labs about yourself when you ran them? Yeah, the labs are so cool. Um, and I just mentioned that the GI map is my favorite, the gut. Um, mm -hmm. In my gut, <laughs> I had a parasite, Giardia. And I would never have known that I had that if I hadn't have had that test run, right? Um, I also had very high level of H. pylori. Um, I had some very low um, commensal or our good bacteria, um, at least three different ones that were really low. I had a couple um, opportunistic or bad bacteria that were high. Um, with that GI map, I discovered that um, my body does not like gluten. <laughs> so that's one thing that, you know, I had started to uh, moderate. You know, we don't, I don't ask, I personally don't ask my clients to give up everything all at once. It's very hard. And then it's, they're more likely to quit and just say, I, I, I'm not going to do this. So, you know, we talk about the things and we ask, I ask them to start kind of like moderation. Let's just start reducing and, and, and reducing a little bit more. And then it's going to, going to be easier. Um, you're just not going to need this anymore, you know, but yeah, I, I just so many stressors within my gut. And then once I worked on those and, um, I honestly retested and all those, pretty much all those stressors, uh, are now gone. Um, again, you know, uh, I can sleep all of a sudden with, and, and you, if you're on Ambien for a long period of time, that's, that's pretty hard to get, you know, get off something like that. But, you know, the sleeping, the anxiety, like it's so neat to not have any prescriptions. Like um, there's one prescription that I do have, and that's a compounded thyroid med because I don't have a thyroid. Um, and Fair I get enough. that through like uh, a functional endocrinologist in Charleston, South Carolina. So um, it just feels so good to have that bottle of like Ambien and Xanax and stuff like that up in the little. Um, the holder I have in the, the laundry closet that I just don't have to go into anymore. Now mm -hmm. I go into my little closet with all my supplements and I love it. You know, it's, yeah. it's awesome. But yeah, I was able to see all the stressors in my gut and work on them and retest and see that everything was, you know, a lot better. Um, and then hormones as well. Like um, I was estrogen dominant, so I needed some progesterone and um, it's just, it, it's, it, it, it was just amazing, all the results. And then, you know, in FDM, we do the food sensitivities. I feel like that's very important as well to take that, you know, that whole live blood and drop it on the different, you know, things to see what you're sensitive to. Very important. And then stay away from that while you're healing the gut. I feel like that is so important. And then obviously reintroducing one at a time uh, once we feel that your, your gut's healed. Um, so yeah, all of that played a part in my healing process, along with not only, you know, the functional lab tests, but even more important, the lifestyle change. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the diet, what we're putting in our mouth, as we already know, the exercise, the rest, um, you've got to, you've got to get your sleep. That's when your body heals, right? Your cells clean themselves out. Um, stress reduction and then of course the supplements tailored to we we like to test and not guess right so the supplements tailored to what's going to work best for your body so 
Yeah. You mentioned in the bio that you're a believer of a, a very common uh, phrase in the functional medicine world, but it's amazing because a lot of people, lay people haven't heard this, that genes oh. load the gun and our environment and lifestyle can pull the trigger. I don't know if I'm asking too specific of a question, especially from uh -huh. an FDN perspective, because we actually guys uh, take the approach that people really might not ever know the root cause hundred percent of what they deal with. Yeah. So I, I'm just curious in this sense though, like you've had to think about this. You you had multiple cancers. You're doing so much better now, like getting mm -hmm. off prescriptions. I, I, by the way, on a side note, I didn't even think about how freeing that must be. You've been on this stuff for your whole life and now to like actually so awesome. decline in the amount that you're using when it is upping the amount, statistically speaking, uh, that's mm -hmm. got to be an amazing feeling. Yeah. But what I was getting at is have you like thought back and considered why cancer? Like, why did you um, get this twice? And maybe, maybe it's just theoretical. We're not saying that this is medical advice. I'm just genuinely curious if you yeah. thought about what, what actually led to this and what happened, you know, in the teenage years that already led to you getting cancer. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did always think it was genetic because of the history on my dad's side, you know, with my grandmother having cancer and my father having cancer. Um, and, you know, we know genes may be our predisposition, but the thing is that they're, I've learned that they're not our fate. Um, it's just, it's so important. Like nine, so 90% we know of all diseases are related to pretty much lifestyle choices. It's like the food we eat, uh, the amount of exercise we get, the toxins that we're exposed to some of which we cannot control, right? 10% are due to genetics. I've always known that there was something in my genetics and, um, sure enough, my genetics show that, you know, exactly what I thought. So it's, so I have it there. So what I have to do now, and what I do now is, you know, these genetic mutations that I have, I need to support according to this mutations, as well as support with my lifestyle. So okay. if you, you can have these genetic mutations and live, you know, do the best living the, the best lifestyle. Um, and like I said, keep, keep the toxin load low, like, um, exercise, do everything right. And you, you can, uh, beat these genetics. You can. Awesome. We got 41 people tuning in live with us. Awesome. If you have any questions for T survivor, please feel free to throw them in the chat. This is the time that I'd be able to look at them a little more. We did have, um, uh, two people say go Tina, Morgan and John. I don't know if you know them, but <laughs> said, go Tina. Um, Deborah yeah. said, same for me. Gluten causes me to get headaches and pain. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Deborah, how many people are walking around in the world today, you know, taking Advil for this or an Aleve for that yeah. and have no idea, um, that the pain that they're dealing with could be getting uh, contaminated with. Yeah. Tracy yeah. said, as, as a breast cancer survivor, I'll never forget my oncologist telling me that some people are just unlucky. She had no answer to why did I end up with cancer? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's also a book that I love that I highly recommend. I'll show it right here. <laughs> That's really cool by Greg Anderson, Cancer 50 Essential Things to Do. I'm currently reading that and I love it. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, you know, an, another thing I want to say that's pretty cool that came up on my genetics and um, I, my body has a problem uh, converting glutamate to GABA. And so mm. recently now I've understand. So I'm at, like, I'll have a completely clean, healthy dinner and then um, would sometimes get a headache here and there. And I'm like, what in the world? So you have to listen to your body. You have to be very, pay very attention to what your body is, is telling you. 
And then I, I was wondering what in the world? And then when I realized I have an issue with MSG, right? I can't take that glutamate and convert it to GABA. I looked on one of my seasonings that I put on my broccoli, for instance, and it's like a Greek seasoning. There it is, MSG. So okay. now I also know one of my triggers for headaches, MSG. And you've got to be really careful because that's in a lot of seasonings. It's in a lot of, you know, foods. So now, again, I've discovered another trigger for headaches and um, stay away from that. That's so I think actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that just goes to show how easily this stuff can sneak in ingredients, you know, when people like us are very much aware of this yeah. stuff. So I feel so bad yeah. for the average person. They have, they have no idea going back to the gene, the genes thing. I thought this was interesting. Mm -hmm. So when I look at my family history, I believe that there's a lot of truth to what you said, because my grandmother was sick with diabetes. And I mean, she still has diabetes to be clear. She's not on the health path. My mom got sick younger than my grandmother got sick. And I got sick younger than my mom got sick and all not identical things to be clear, but all very similar, especially my mom and I. Now, what was crazy is at 18, 19, 20, when I started getting into this stuff, then the stuff that I had that ended up just getting worse and worse for my mom started getting better and better for me. And thank God she became open to this stuff eventually by seeing like, wait a second, Evan's like reversing the stuff that kept getting yeah. worse for me for the last 20 years. You know, she became inspired to try this stuff, but there, there really is some truth. We all live in the same toxic world that we're in. And some people might not ever become overweight. Some people might not ever get a cancer. Some right. people might not ever get an autoimmune right. disease, but it doesn't mean that we can't, you know, shut all of these things off or prevent them to some degree. Um, do you believe, again, this is a belief guys, not a medical claim, but yeah. do you believe a lot of cancers can be present, uh, prevented if people were taking the right steps from day one? Now, knowing what you know, a hundred percent. Um, yes, I do believe that. And that's, I do believe we need to know our genetic, our genetics. Um, Fagron genomics is an amazing company. Um, we, through my, my company revive functional wellness, we do test through them. Um, I think it's important that you know your mutations and that a you can if you're having on some of them if you're symptomatic uh, others you you might not be symptomatic but you still should support those mutations and then in addition to that um, just with your lifestyle like we've talked about it's very important and um, you know we were talking about uh, I wanted to like bring up we were talking about foods and you know MSG and all of that. Um, my mother, who in her later years, not when I was younger, in the past, I would say five years, um, has just jumped into this full force. And she's pretty awesome in the fact that she won't even eat dinner out. She doesn't even want to meet us out for dinner ever because she wants to make all her food um, and know what's go what goes in it. Right. And it's pretty awesome. She's very healthy. There's nothing wrong with her. And she's reduced. She's my, my stepfather who had uh, type two diabetes is no longer on any, any medication either. And she nice. home cooks everything, knows what's what goes in it. Um, and, you know, I used to laugh at this and I just, I would laugh when she'd say this. She would say, I'm so sorry. I gave you cancer because you had so many hot dogs when you were a kid. And I would just laugh at her. I'm like, mom, you didn't give me cancer. But she was on to something. Like, that's not why I got cancer. But the food we eat, what we put in our mouth, it's just so important. It really is. And I get it. A lot of people don't want to listen to me and don't want to go down this path. 
and reach out, but they don't because they don't want to change their lifestyle or they're not ready yet. And I get that. And I've had friends that have told me that one of my best friends, I'm like, why won't you let me test you? And she's like, cause you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me I can't drink or I can't do this or that. And she's just not ready, you know? And I get it. People, when they're ready, they'll be ready and they'll come to you. But in the meantime, we can keep educating and spreading the word and um, singing it from the rooftops because that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. I, I talk. <laughs> and that's, that's a saying, right? It's like, we only change when the pain of change becomes yeah. uh, like less than the pain of staying the same. And I think what happens is, and this is a whole admittedly, but we become so when we're really sick, we become so addicted and attached to like these little sugar highs or, you know, the comfort of the wheat or whatever it might be. Because for those that don't know, wheat can actually um, act almost like an opiate and see stuff. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. like, it's sad to say this. I think it's almost like the one piece of joy and high that they get in the daily, um, their daily lives. And so it's almost like they feel like they, they have to give up the one good thing that they have, the one thing that makes them happy and feel good for 10 minutes. And then they don't even know if it's going to help them actually get better with the thing. So it's all about belief. And that's why we always lead with stories on this podcast, because I'm like, we can get into all the technical information. And I personally love that. And I know that you love that too. And we try to do that on the show as well. But until people hear a story from someone else who has been through what they've been through and then is on this podcast on the other side, you need to hear the journey first and the story to be like, well, okay, well, how'd you do that? <laughs> right? How did you do this, Tina? Because I've had some yeah. cancer maybe, and I want to get this better. So we do have some stuff from the audience if uh, I can go to that. Yeah. All right, Deborah said... Uh, Deborah said, yes, that is true. This is, I think, regarding gluten. Um, she's a retired nurse slash med lab tech and had to become a health detective. I love that, Deborah, to find mm -hmm. the root cause of the health problems that she was experiencing and was introduced to functional medicine. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Amy has a question here. Really enjoying this. Awesome for you, Tina. Would love to hear how best to support your kiddos guts if willing to share what you've done. I think that would be a totally fine thing to answer. Absolutely. Yeah. So my daughter is a speech pathologist in New York now. So she's an adult. And she listens to her mommy and I love it. So, you know, we've tested her gut. We're working on healing her gut. Um, but for my son, since I'm later, late in the game and gosh, I, I wish I could rewind and know um, what I know now uh, when he was a baby. And, and, and just, to, just to say this too, one of the things that I wanna focus on with our business and the girls and I have talked about this is getting those moms when they're pregnant and, and educating them so that when they have their babies and start feeding the babies and raising the babies, um, that they are just more educated on what's going to be best for their bodies, you know, because I, you know, I didn't keep my kids away from dyes or lots of sugar or this or that. Um, but now I know so much. So with my son, it's kind of harder because he's 16 and he doesn't necessarily want to give up all those good things. So, um, I honestly, I, I sneak, I constantly try to educate him and he has no idea. I have literally switched out everything in the pantry and it's gluten-free. So, but he doesn't know. <laughs> um, and then also I give him supplements that I know he needs for honestly, for him tailored to his genetics. Um, and he has no idea. He just has no idea. Um, just like he had some acne, so he, he struggled with some acne and I was giving him some biocidin. So I did tell him about the acne, let's work on this. And he was open-minded and, and willing. 
um, to do that. But a lot of these supplements that I lay out every morning for him, for him in like a little dish, he just takes it. And then, like I said, you just like the dinners we make at home need to be clean, whole foods, you know, veggies, lots of veggies and just switching out their stuff. A lot of times they'll have no idea. People, when I tell my, my clients like, Hey, let's work, let's work on, you know, reducing your gluten. They get scared. They don't know, well, how am I going to eat? What am I going to get? What am I going to do with my kids? They have no idea. There is so much. All you have to do is type gluten in on your grocery store, like on your phone, and you can get everything gluten-free, pretty much everything. And then I always recommend organic. Like I don't buy any fruits or vegetables that, that are, that's not organic or meat. Like it, you have to, it's going to be more expensive and that's sad to say, but that's something that I don't care. I don't even care the cost. That's too important to me. I'm going to keep my body healthy. Like, and, and that's one of the ways to do it. I, I love that you just said it in that way. In all these episodes, I don't yeah. think anyone else has ever just said that, uh, that blatantly. I was doing yeah. this at 18 and guys, it was hard. I'm not saying it was easy, but yeah. it has to get to the point where it's like, okay, do I keep a budget? Yelp. I figure this out though. Like yeah. the food thing that is a non-negotiable. Right. Exactly. Give up whatever else you work because it's, it's non-negotiable. Um, yeah. Food and the supplements that I need. I, I'm just going to do it. My, our health, our kids can't without us, you know, we have to be healthy in order to be there as parents and in order to provide and work and, and everything. And so it's just a non-negotiable in my home. We had um some other comments, but I had a a question myself that I've been, and I really wanted to ask this because yeah. there's got to be, this is kind of what I know when we do this stuff, there has to be someone that is going to listen to this or watch this that is very much in the midst of their journey, maybe even still uh -huh. actively dealing with cancer. Mm -hmm. And one of the really cool parts about you, there's multiple cool parts, but one of the uh -huh. things that I really love the most is I've interacted with you multiple times to this point and about some, some really heavy stuff. You're like spleen this, thyroids out, two cancer diagnoses, all this stuff. And you have such an attitude when talking about these things and everyone kind of knows in the yeah. back of their head, that's the answer. There's no point in being negative about stuff. It's not going to help, but that's yeah. way easier yeah. said than done. What the heck's the secret to that? How do you keep such a positive mindset through this? It's, it's crazy. I'm just, I, I am such a happy, loving, I mean, I just, I love life. I really do. And the funny thing too, now that you say that is, uh, when I was working at a hospital in New Jersey and. Um, that's when I had discovered the thyroid cancer and things were going on. Another thing is, you know, when they took my spleen out, they cut, they just cut me right down my stomach. <laughs> and so I have scar tissue that has gotten caught up and caused me to have to go in where they cut me open again and remove the scar tissue, which is going to make more. It's just, it's been, huh, it's been so much. One of the nurses I worked with, when we actually sat down and, and we're talking and I told her my story, she goes, are you kidding me? Like you walk around here so positive and so happy. Life is so good. I would never have known you've gone through what you've gone through. And that's just, I know it's easy for me to say, but you really have to wake up every day and be thankful. Just be thankful that you woke up and that you're alive and be kind to everyone and loving and good. And, it's just, I feel like that's part of my wellness as well. That's part of my health and wellness. I love people. I love on everyone. And I make sure to tell people when they look beautiful today or this or that, it's just, you have to be 
happy. You have to be happy and spread that because it is contagious. And I don't know, I've just always been that type of person. And um, it's it's so much easier than curling up in a ball and crying. I tell you what, it, it just is. Yeah. And I'm thankful. And I That's know um, people have their own, you know, beliefs. And but I, I believe in God. And I know God puts me where I need to be and brings clients to me that are supposed to work with me. And I am thankful. I'm thankful every day. And I, I say my prayers. I said my prayers before this podcast. So um, I'm thankful. I love this. And you know, what's cool. You don't, because you know my story a little bit. I, and not that we're here to yeah. talk about this stuff guys, but I went from an atheist most of my life to a born again yeah. Christian a couple of years ago. So I see yeah. both sides of it and let's mm-hmm. put it this way. Even if you don't resonate with what Tina just said, it's the practical solution. Why I'm not saying that you have to embrace any one religion or belief, but why would you not embrace the idea that, all right, I'm just grateful to be here. Maybe I can use this for something. Cause if we start thinking about things and like, all right, I'm exactly where I need to be. Or, you know, the very famous saying, everything happens for a reason. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm not God, I have no idea, but if that yeah. is true, let's say it is, wouldn't I start taking different actions in my life if I believed that? And like the actions end up being a lot more positive. So uh, it was really interesting for me because there was a time in my life where I still had no spiritual beliefs whatsoever. I was very, and I actually just started applying this idea that what if it did happen for a reason? How would that person think? And I started to see opportunity to help someone here, opportunity to make the best out of it in this way, right? So you can almost fake it till you make it without. (laughs) You don't have to actually literally believe it. You just say, what would someone do if they did believe that it happened for a reason? And I think think that can work. Maybe that's, uh, again, easier said than done, but hopefully someone takes that to heart. Uh, We do have a couple other questions here. Well, normally I'd wait till the very end to do this, but we're like seven minutes away anyway. So um, Deborah asked, where is Tina's company? Can we get some info on what the company offers? So yes, please tell us about what you do with your friends. It is like one of the most unique FDN setups I've seen. It's really awesome. It really is. We're so lucky to have each other. We're at um, www.revivefunctionalwellnesssc.com and we do telehealth. And um you can go on there and see all four of the practitioners, myself being one, and choose who you feel that you would want to work with. Um, and it's we're, we're really lucky because we're unique in the way that we're four pretty much um, best friends that all went to nursing school together, all had kids together, all went back for this board certification, and we discuss all clients together. So even though you have one practitioner that you're choosing, um, all the practitioners' heads are going to be on your case. Like we, we don't make recommendations to our clients without discussing it with the team. Um, and I love that because sometimes, you know, one of the one of the my partners will say, "Well, what about this? Well, what about that?" Or I used this to help them, and it's just it it's amazing. We are so lucky to have each other. Yeah, and that's what I thought that was so cool last time. That's why I said it's one of the more unique yeah. FDN practices. I know the fact that you guys say, okay, here's the tricky case or here's the case. Let's all use our minds to think about this. Uh, that should be, in my opinion, my humble opinion required in medicine because no one functional or Western has all the answers. If they did, we would already know about that person because they'd be having a hundred percent success rate. Yeah. So it's almost going in with the humility that no one has all the answers yet to all this stuff. We need as many minds as possible challenging right. Each other in a productive and kind. I think this is right. Yeah. Or have you considered this perspective? So, uh, really, mm-hmm. a, a blessing for anyone that gets to work with you, lady. Such a blessing to yeah. know that. Yeah, you're working with four. 
Yeah, yeah, we are very lucky to have each other. And we have a great community in, in the FDN community where we can reach out with amazing mentors um, with our company being somewhat new um, and us being newer graduates. Uh, we, we like to reach out to our mentors and reach out to the FDN community. So we, we get a lot of good input and uh, learn a lot. We're constantly learning. It's, it's pretty cool. Like it's hard to even watch TV anymore. I don't even, I don't even have cable anymore because I can't, I want to watch a pot, listen to a podcast. I want to look, you're constantly, ha you're, you're, you're down this rabbit hole and you just can't stop. <laughs> you're constantly educating yourself and learning more and more and more. And it's just, it is, it's so amazing. It really is. We had uh, two awesome comments here, and then we'll finish up with one question from Marilyn. So uh, one of the commenters said the part about God putting you where you are to be and bringing clients to you that you are to work with is the most inspiring. Awesome. Um, and then someone that seems like a personal friend said, Tina's attitude is incredible and always so positive. I've known her for 10 years, yet never even knew about her cancer journeys. Um, she's amazing. I mean, what the heck, man? That's that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Marilyn and that's, that's Tate Nation, by the way. He's a very uh, amazing artist in Charleston. South Carolina. So check out his cool. work. <laughs> Even shouting out other people. Uh, Marilyn said, what supplements helped your cancer journey the most? We'll put the asterisk on there. Just we, we almost never would generically recommend supplements, but for you personally, what did seem to help you? Yeah. Yeah. We, we test, we don't guess, but I do feel like um, a supplement towards inflammation is, would help everyone to be honest. Um, I personally like a supplement called Inflammatone. Um, we got to keep that inflammation down. That's the root of every disease, disease, inflammation. So I think that's one of the biggest things. If, if I could recommend something, um, would be that. Keep the inflammation down. Fair enough. Um, we have a little business question in it. Uh, hey, we have two minutes. Why not do it? Uh, Amy said, any advice for marketing slash getting clients when you're in a practice with others? Well, so we're still learning that as well, since we're a newer company. Um, for us, it's been, uh, it's just been sharing to our social media and our company, you know, sharing and word of mouth through our, our clients, you know, with your clients, I mean, we're getting all positive. Oh my gosh, we are so blessed. Nothing makes you more happy than hearing uh, wins, right? And so our clients are, are telling other people. And so that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. You're going to start getting wins with your clients and then they're going to start telling their friends or their, their friends are going to complain of issues or this or that. And they're going to say, well, guess what? You know, um, I wonder if this could help. And that's that so far, that's been the biggest, biggest marketing thing for us. The first part of these businesses is always the toughest, right? You got to show people, friends or family or whoever, hey, I actually know something about this. But then the referral game with this is, it's amazing. Um, It's crazy in one sense, because then you start to realize just how large scale this is. You can read stats all day. It's nuts yeah. when like someone you didn't even know had something comes to you and like, oh yeah, I've been dealing with this for 10 years. I'm like, just like Tate Nation, right? Like I've known you for 10 years. I didn't even know you dealt with all this stuff. That happens yeah. pretty yeah. frequently in this space. And so what happens is though, if you do a good job with the first 20, 30 people that you work with, it's not that anyone's business is going to be completely referral based after that, yeah. but I will you will be amazed by how many people over the next year, let's say you finished with client number 30 over that yeah. next year, how many people are going to come and hit you up on email or text or phone 
because of someone that you worked with a year ago or someone that you worked with six months ago. Um, Still to this day, and Maddie does almost all the clients now at our business, my fiance. I still have people that in the last year alone have reached out. I hadn't talked to them in five years. And they say, hey, Ev, you know, we just got this. I know that you can help with this. And it's like they you'll stick in people's minds, man, as someone unique that actually does something different. I hadn't seen the person in five, six years. It was crazy. And also, I I feel like, quite honestly, and I don't know how you feel, Evan, but I feel like we a lot of these tests that we do should be done yearly. So, you know, if you're working with someone, you might want to reach back out to them yearly and retest because you can you can work on your gut and remove some of those stressors. But I guarantee you the following year, if you retest, you're going to find that you might have some more because we all are under stress. We all come across toxic stuff and things that can cause inflammation and, and different stuff that are out of our control. And so also you sh- your, your client should be coming back um, to see you, I feel like. Um, I think that's really important. Personally, for myself, that's what I'll be doing, you know, or, or I do um, retest every year. It's preventative too, right? Because of yeah. course, when, I mean, I've been doing this for seven years, you get friends and family members that actually feel really good. At least they claim to, and they want to run labs just for the fun of it. And so I explained to them, there's a time and place for this. Like, listen, it's not just for fun, but if you really are willing to do some work, I'll, I'll happily yeah. spend the money on the labs, but I need to make sure you actually want to do something with this. And we don't just, you know, kind of pee away your money. And so I was going to say, piss away, then like my brain recast and POA still sounded weird. <laughs> yeah. so I, I should have just said piss away the money, but you get these healthy people who I've gotten the labs back with, and there's still something to work on. So the reason that I say it's yeah. preventative is because there's all these people running around that actually feel great. And I have never once in seven years of doing this ran labs on someone where we did not so find true. something to work on. And that's <laughs> funny you once. say that. Cause I say that too. I'm like, even though you might feel good, I guarantee you're going to have some stressors in your gut. Um, And you also mentioned another thing that's really true. It's not easy. It's not easy, but I promise you it is worth it. When you walk this path and go into this, it's going to be work. It is. You have to be ready to commit to doing this, Um, but it is so worth it. I tell you what, it, it feels, I like to say it feels so good to feel good, like, and to be happy and, um, not having to get reach for those prescription bottles, not having to miss work, not having, you know, I don't have to go to my primary care all the time. It's, it, it's awesome. It really is, but it takes work. It's an identity shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an identity yeah. shift to say, no, no, no. Today's the yeah. last day that I'm a sick person. And that doesn't mean that you're healthy tomorrow, but you are taking the steps that a healthy person takes. And to me, then it's just a matter of time. Now that's the only difference. Yeah. It takes time. Some people start feeling be. better right away, but it does take time. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just giving up gluten alone, I'm going to tell you, my clients say it's a world of difference. Is this the, and I'm sorry guys, because I did see, we had one more question. Just what was the anti-inflammatory she likes and can we get the spelling of that? And then Sam, yep. thank you, Sam. You rock. You got it. All right. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So we have inflammatone by designs for health. Very cool. Um, all right. I will leave the business up here one last time because again, normally I would ask at this point, where can people find you? So we know it's revive functional wellness, sc.com. And not only do you get to work with Tina, but you get to work with several wonderful ladies there yeah. who will all be on the podcast individually. Um, yeah. with, 
with that said, my friend, you know the signature question on the show, I believe. And I think we did it last time, but it's still cool to get the individual answers. And we're always learning stuff. So who knows if it would shift. But the final question for today is if we could give you, Tina, a magic wand and you Mm -hmm. could wave it and you could get all of us to either do one thing for our health or stop doing one thing for our health. What is the one thing that Tina gets us all to do? And I had to think on this because I I want everyone always wants to say, I think diet, right? Because that is true. But I thought on this and honestly, what I'm going to say is education. I would want people to start educating themselves by these books, um, start listening to, oh my gosh, to this podcast, just listen to this podcast. I mean, that alone, that would be my answer. Listen to this podcast and your world will change. I promise you. All right. Well, with an answer like that, we'll have to have you back on again at some point. Right? That's a good answer. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. And guys, uh, you know, we had like 40 people live hanging out. If you guys appreciated this, Tina was sitting here telling me beforehand, she's like, oh, I'm a little nervous. I might forget my words. And then she crushed <laughs> this. So if you guys like this, just please send a thank you in the chat. It is hard to get on live and do this in front of a lot of people and do it as fluently and smoothly as you did. So uh, thank thanks you. for coming on. We're looking forward to chatting with your friends. And I'm sure it is only a matter of time before we have you on again in the future. Thanks for having me.